0: I just want to talk about how you get from one place to another place. From vision to victory. In other words, it's all very well to have a notion about what you want to accomplish, but how do you accomplish it? How do you get yourself to move from what you believe God wants into the reality of it? What we need to understand is what my dear friend Oral Roberts said. Um, He said, I never followed a vision and I never followed a dream. I only did what God told me to do. And my advice to anyone is don't follow a vision and don't follow a dream. Obey what God tells you to do. And that's step by step, day by day. And get out of this thing of vision because it's usually delusion. Word. When God speaks, um, it's always His Word, it's a revelation, expression of, or communication of God. What I love about it, when God says something, it's done. When God says it, it's done. And we've got to get off this idea of trying to uh, take a scripture and stand on it. If you want to take a scripture and stand on it, put your Bible on the floor and get on top of it. I mean, you've got everything then, haven't you? I mean, grow up. Uh, And quoting a scripture at God does not get him to do anything. Actually, he knows what's in the book. So, you know, people they keep going on at him as though he don't know. It's amazing how intelligent God is. Um, John, <laughs> he's got a good memory. Um, Lord, you said in your word. Thanks very much, son. I didn't know I said that. Oh, I'm so glad you reminded me. I mean, <laughs> Uh, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, everything starts with the Word. He is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And, and in the end, you'll never accomplish anything in life if God hasn't spoken it into being. And, and what is happening is today people are struggling and striving because God had never said it. If God says it, it's done. And if God doesn't say it, it won't get done. Because the source of life is Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word. And, and one thing I want to explain to you I'm a creation man. I believe God created heaven and earth. I do not believe the boulder dash that comes out of Africa where there are two creations. That's the biggest rubbish I've ever heard. And God created the earth and the heavens and all that therein is in six days. He could have done it in six seconds. He could have done it in six minutes. He did it in six days. And I've heard idiot bishops get up and say, oh, you know, young people don't believe that. Well, if you don't believe in creation, you don't believe in the fall, you don't believe in Adam and Eve, and you can't believe in redemption. Because if sin didn't come by one man, redemption couldn't have come by one. Let, let's get back to the basics. Do you know everything in creation is upheld by the power of His Word? I'll tell you, my God is in control. Amen. When it's time to roll up the heavens and the earth, and the earth's going to burn with unquenchable fire, as he says, when that time comes, it'll happen. But it won't happen a second before he chooses. You know, I have confidence my God is in control. And if you don't believe that, you're not a Christian. You're a heathen. And that, that's a lovely thing to believe, isn't it? Hmm? The word in the Greek, logos, is derived from the Greek word, lego, which means to say or to speak. For the Greeks, to speak is to utter the arrangement or gathering of one's thoughts. Logos is God's expression, his communication of himself. Uh, Creation is that which he did. And, And it was his love that designed everything. And it includes the idea of plan, purpose, wisdom, and power. It's all included. So when God speaks, and, and you know, there's idiots who've, who belong to a kind of word of faith, and, and they think there's a difference between rhema and logos. They've just got a brain diffusion. It's stupid. They're interchangeable. Jesus is a logos. And, and you'll find in scripture sometimes when he speaks a word it's logos sometimes it's rhema but you know if you're not well educated in Greek you kind of want to differentiate between the two and you get yourself in confusion oh gone quiet okay uh, the word in the English translation of logos' as word, it falls short of the richness of the Greek word. It's associated with the reality of things. In Greek, to give a logos was to give a rational or reasonable explanation of something. And it had a practical connection to human life. And what we've done, we've, we've used the word word. Without understanding, there's a rationale behind it. And, and we've got this kind of idea as Christians that we're irrational that's why I worry when people pastors they're so in spirit they don't use their brain let me tell you you need education you need a study to show yourself approved a workman that needeth not to be ashamed every single Christian needs to be a theologian don't you downgrade theology if you don't know what you believe you don't know what you know and you don't know who God is and theology is the study of God not the study of devils which most people seem to occupy their mind with Um, you need to know who God is you need to understand his nature your relationship of love needs to be with the living God well, if I don't know him, how can I love him? I meet mean, Christians, they say, Oh, I love everyone, liar. How can you love everyone? You never met them. That's why the Apostle Paul, John says, You know, love one another. You love one, and then another, and then another. But you can't love everyone. You know, I just love everyone. I just love. It, it's so ridiculous, isn't it? People make claims. Well, oh, I just, I just, you know, I just, I just, I love everybody. There's people that come to me and they say, "Oh, I forgive everyone." <coughs> well, you're greater than God. God doesn't forgive everyone. You know, people say, "Hey, you can't." You've got to, you know, to get healed, you've got to forgive everyone. That's stupid. God doesn't forgive everyone. So who are you? In fact, he said to the disciples Whosoever sins you remit, they're remitted. Whosoever sins you retain, they're retained. Uh, He didn't know about charismatic doctrine, (laughs) he didn't know how to get healed. The summary, in its original Greek usage, Logos encompassed human language and thought in its relations to the things of human experience and the purpose of human existence. Do understand, nothing's by chance. You know, we're not just here by chance. We're here because God ordained it. Hmm? It's not, you know, the chance doesn't exist in that sense. You say, well, time and chance happeneth to every man. It does. In the old covenant. But to those that love God, he's ordered all things according to the purpose of his own will. God's in control of everything. We, we, we've got this idea that somehow, you know, we, we're, oh God, and, and if you don't tell him exactly what he should do, He might get it wrong. (laughs) You know, I live with total faith. I get up in the morning. I don't plead the blood before I put my foot out the bed in case there's a scorpion there. You know, I don't live in fear. God's my father. I'm not superstitious. I don't throw salt over my shoulder if someone spills it. A lot of Christians live in superstition. I'm a son of God. God looks after me. This idea, they're always praying. You know, they get out and they plead the blood over the car. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, cleanses us from sin, it's not witchcraft. In the Bible, the Word is God's purpose or plan, his reasonable explanation of and his rationale for his creation of all things before they became corrupted in human experience. You know, God made everything perfect. It was the fool that took man away from divine image. And let me tell you, anyone who's not born again of God's Spirit And doesn't receive Jesus as Savior is totally reprobate, totally devoid of life. There's no other way to know God the Father but by Jesus Christ. End of story. There are no good people in the earth. There's either people who are born again and they're children of God or they're on their way to hell. Is that plain? And don't think you can earn your salvation. You can't. You must be born again. You can't enter the kingdom of God. You can't see the kingdom of God unless you're born from above. End of story. You can't be born again without the Holy Spirit filling you. You're baptised by one spirit into one body. You can't be part of the body of Christ. Now notice I didn't say you had to speak in tongues. Because Buddhists speak in tongues. Hindus speak in tongues. Mormons speak in tongues. But they're not part of the body of Christ. In fact, if you're one of these tongues uh, merchants who loves, you know, tongues is the the ideal evidence. Let me tell you something. The first biblical person to speak in tongues was Balaam's ass. My Bible says he, he told by the Holy Ghost, he spoke and he told Balaam, can't you see the, normally he said eon. But this time he said there's an angel in the way. And it says he spoke by the Holy Ghost. See? Spoke in tongues. So if you want to be an ass, chase tongues. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the Bible teaches. People don't read it. But thank God I speak in tongues. I love the gift of tongues. The true gift. But it's as the Spirit gives utterance. Not because someone says say banana backwards. You go to some churches they're all saying Ananab, (laughs) Ananab. The word in the Hebrew is Dabar and it's more dynamic than the Greek concept. Um, One meaning to be behind. thus, to be able to drive forward from behind. Um, Luke um, 6.45 out of the outflow of his heart his mouth speaks as a man thinketh in his heart so is he it's what comes out it's an outflow and the hebrew word is much more specific than the greek word and it means an outflow and god's behind it do you realize that's why paul could say he understood everything's upheld by the power of his word you know the whole of creation every single thing is behind it is him When I look at anything, behind it is my God. Everything. There's nothing in heaven or earth that my God is not in control of. The devil never controlled anything. He was a fallen angel. That's all. I I get people telling me, oh, the devil said this to me, the devil said that to me. I say, thank you very much. I never hear him. (laughs) Good for you to tell me what he's saying. I mean, you know, they, they, they seem to hear the devil all the time. You need a man with a white coat to look after you if you're always hearing the devil. <laughs> it's not omnipresent. It's loose talk, gets you thinking wrong. Strongholds of Satan are in the mind, in the imagination and reasonings. You think wrong, talk wrong, you're in trouble. <laughs> the just shall live by faith. You know, my faith is in God's word. <sighs> the meaning developed along a line defined by three points. Speak, word, deed. Uh, when God spoke, he spoke a word and it happened. Let there be light and there was light. Everything was done. The word spoken, created. And that's what happens in life. If you're really a minister of the gospel, speak. I had a cripple carried into my church. They lay him at the side of the platform. He was in agony. Bad back. I won't pray for anyone uh, until i preached. Because it's the word of God. It's the gospel that saves. Not anecdotal stories, the gospel. Uh, And so he was lying there and they put a cushion, he couldn't sit, they put a cushion under his head. And so I preached and after I finished preaching I walked around, I looked at him and he was lying on the floor. And I said, well, are you going to lie there all day or are you going to get up? Get up! And he looked at me, uh, quite shocked I suppose. But I mean, you've got to make a choice, are you going to lie there all day or get up? And so he, he, he began to get up and he staggered a bit. I said, Get up! And he got up and then I said, Run! And he ran, completely healed. Uh, but, you know, you better have the goods. Jesus sent me to heal the sick, He didn't send me to pray for them. Well, you figure that one out. <laughs> In the, the word in Hebrew, um, in the Old Testament, it denotes God in action, in creation, revelation, and deliverance. And to the Hebrew mind, the fact that God created the world and man once and for all implies that God makes history and brings forth life. And he continues them until they achieve the goal for which they were attended. Do, 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 do you know God said, hey... Abraham, there's going to be a 400 years going into bondage. God knows. Hey, everything's planned. And we have this idea that somehow history isn't worked out. Hey, it's not what you do. It's what God has purposed in his heart. And we need to be part of his will. What we need to do is align ourselves And become a co-worker together with God in what he's purposed to do in the earth. That's why Jesus said, when he was on earth, he said, I can do nothing of myself. What I see the Father do, that's what I do. What I hear the Father say, that's what I say. Do you know why most ministry fails? Because they have no relationship with my Father. They've never heard him. They've never seen him. They don't see what he's doing. They don't hear what he's saying. What they do, they come, they get a Bible and look for a sermon. And they think they're preachers because they've got a way of putting things over and they declaim it and they think that is preaching. It's not, it's emotion. You know, emotion isn't anything to do with God. In a sense, <laughs> it's not God's spirit. You know. you can, I, I, you can, years ago I learned that if you psych people up, you can get them all to fall over. One day I said to God, you know, there are a lot of people who fall under the power and nothing happens. And it bothered me. And then I said, God, you know, I've never fallen under power, never will, never fallen. And um, the Lord said to me, he said, you know, it depends what you pray for. I thought that was interesting. So I asked him what he meant. And he said, well, do you want blind eyes open or do you want people to fall over? I said, I want blind eyes open. He said, then why do you pray to fall over? I said, I don't, but you know, you get caught up. I would rather 15 people born blind receive their sight. People lost their eyes. God creates a new eye. That's what happened in Cameroon. Lost an eye completely, and God created the eye, and they see. That, that to me, is a miracle. And you go to some what happened to you? I fell over. Well, what actually happened? Well, I fell. Yeah, but what did God do? I fell. Yeah, but what did you got to? I fell. Well, when you got up, I fell. And then you get preachers. You know, they go to pray for someone and they fall over. <coughs> Reverse charge. <laughs> uh, you know, come on, what's God about? Stupid. It's childish. The Old Testament generally uses he, Hebrew. Uh, word, matter, thing. In Psalm 107 verse 20, he sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Isaiah 55 verse 11, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void for it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper In the thing whereunto I send it. You know God's word has the power behind it. The dynamism behind it. To create and to do what he says. And, And the idea that somehow it could be void or vain is absurd. Everything in creation is upheld by the power of his word. It cannot fail. And what we've got is a lot of people who live with with no concept of how almighty God is. Almighty God has all might, all power, all dominion, all authority. What's the devil got to do with it? Nothing. Jesus Christ came to save his people from their sin. Not from the devil. Oh, the devil made me do it. No, he didn't. You made a choice. I can't help myself. Oh, yes, you can. There's a savior. His name is Jesus. The word of God, it's not only speech, it is power. It is impossible to separate the ideas of the word and wisdom. It was God's wisdom that created and permeated the world, which God made. The logos or message of God, as it has been revealed in Jesus, includes the account of the meaning and purpose of creation. Do you know when Jesus was always explaining to people? The whole of creation is there to express the nature of God. And he'd take examples, you know. Let, let me tell you a story. And, and he'd talk about uh, the birds of the air. He'd talk about grain of mustard seed. He'd talk about sowing seed. You know, he took the natural things. And then in Romans chapter 1, you, you realize, you know, the whole of creation is expressing the nature of God. Hello? And what we've got is we've got people who, who don't want to believe in creation anymore. They don't want to believe in Adam and Eve. They don't want to believe in depravity. But everyone's depraved until they meet Christ. We're all without hope until Jesus comes. And and he came to save us, to heal us, to deliver us, to quicken us with his Holy Spirit, to birth us into life. And he's everything. There's no other name under heaven whereby a man can be saved. That's what I believe. And it encompasses so much. You know in the scripture there's one seed. In Genesis 3.15 the seed of the woman shall crush the ser- Satan's head. In Galatians 3.16, uh, promise to Abraham and to his seed, singular. Uh, 1 Peter one twenty three, born again of the incorruptible seed. Colossians 1.27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hey, it's seed. Uh, people talk to me and they say they don't like one-man ministry. And I said, well, if you don't like one-man ministry, you can't be a Christian. They want body ministry. That's stupid. They want team ministry. That's stupid. One man ministry. Think about this. I only put it out as a thought. Sin came in by one Adam. Redemption came in by one Jesus Christ. So you've got one man ministry. <laughs> and, 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 you know, they, they want God raises up preachers you know the devil comes and what he wants to do is to destroy the sea the thief cometh not but for to steal to kill to destroy now that's what the thief does he's come and and what it is is wrong thoughts in your mind you remember that Peter said far be it from you and Jesus said "Turn, turn around and said Peter he said get behind me Satan you don't savor the things that be of God but the things that be of man (laughs) and you find people sow thoughts in your mind don't they you hear a preacher he can sow thoughts in your mind you know I I watch people I'm amazed how many people got taken by the wrong thinking they respond to the wrong thinking they respond to the wrong truth and it captures you and then it's hard to pull it out because they say God said it God didn't say it. The negation of Dabar is Lodabar. For the Hebrew, a lie was not an untruth, but an internal decay and destruction of the word. And if you look in the Hebrew, what it meant is it undermined and ate out like a canker the word of truth. It destroyed it. Because you see, the word is seed. And the thing that destroys a seed is a canker that gets inside and causes it to rot from the inside. And that's what happens in people's lives. You lose faith when things begin to get into your mind and they begin to eat away at the truth in your reasonings and imaginations. It's like a cancer gets inside and eats it out, the goodness of it. And the Hebrew is very expressive of that. Unfortunately, in the English, it doesn't come out like that. Uh, lies are called short in Hebrew Uh, they have power but no substance they're a mirage you know the lie of the devil it's not true but it appears as though it is true because it's a mirage do you know the idea and the doctrines they've put forward that there's principalities over cities there's this it's all in the imagination but it's not true Jesus Christ has been given all authority in heaven, on earth, under the earth. Well, if he's got all authority, what's the devil got? Tell me. What's the devil got? Only if you believe the lie. There's no substance in it. That's why it's called the prince of the power of the air. They're not called the prince of the power of kingdoms. Just the air. And it's all hot air. They don't have any control over anything. know, No. My Bible says greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Amen. We're more than conquerors through Christ. <laughs> you know well, yeah, but you know the devil's got power you know he's... it's all a lie sowing the proclamation of the gospel is the central piece of our lives uh, and may I say our experience is not the gospel what really is the gospel what is the true seed we sow uh, and this is where I, I want to get to. I just wanted to lay this. Do you know, in our church, we don't take collections? Have you been here for long? You realize I don't take collections. Do you know, in, in 29 years of running this church, I've preached on tithing probably 14 times. In 29, I go to some churches. Uh, and you'd think it was on every page of the Bible. <laughs> Anytime they go to church. Uh, you know, uh, the tide. We're coming to the tithes and offerings. And someone comes up and they give a plea for money. You know, the pastor needs a new car. Uh, and then the pastor's wife needs a new dress. And then the pastor's dog needs feeding. And then, uh, you know, and they take two or three collections. Uh, and, you know... Then they give a crummy 20-minute sermon. No one gets healed. No one gets delivered. No one gets blessed. But he's got his money. Called a harling. We have a box at the back. I have one <laughs> One person who had been in my church nine months. He comes to me on the platform. Beautiful miracle. That he was healed. You know, crippled. He was healed. Comes to me after nine months. and He said... Excuse me for asking, he said, pastor. He said, I mean bishop. He said, but how the hell can you give to this place? (laughs) I laughed. I'd rather it was like that. than they come in and the only thing you want is their money. Jesus said, freely you've received, freely give. We're here to bless people. No one thinks that way anymore. I tell you, if you've got miracles and healing, people will give. I've never had a problem with that. I've got a problem. That's why I don't even mention the box at the back. I'll tell you why. Because I, I, I get sick to my stomach when I hear people begging for money all the time. You'd better repent. How many times did Jesus preach on tithing? He got the multitude together. He said, Now, if you really want to prosper, bring your tithes and offerings to me out of front here. Peter, get your guitar. We need a presence. We need to feel the presence of God. And then he preached the sermon on the mount after they gave their money. I go over to Ghana and they say, you know, seven days you fast. No, it's Cameroon. Seven days you fast. And then you bring your brown envelope with your gift in and the minister will pray for you and you'll get healed. First thing I did when I took my mission over there, I said, from this day I want to tell you, don't come to the service unless you've had a good meal. Get a good meal, eat well, come to the service. I want to tell you, don't bring a brown envelope. It's free. Crazy. Healing's a gift. You don't do anything for it. You don't fast for it. You don't pay money for it. It's free. I tell you what, there are a load of pastors to my left. They are all sitting there and there wasn't one amen. (laughs) They couldn't. It went... We saw... We saw such beautiful miracles. Hmm. Let me look at the parable of the sower quickly. Matthew 13, uh, 3-23, Mark... um, Mark's Gospel, it's um, 4, 1 to 20, and Luke 8, 4 to 15. Um, And and you've got to understand when you look and you start um, comparing it, um, in Matthew 13, verse 19, the seed is the word of God. Now there's only one seed sown. I want to tell you, and... The the trouble is, the word of God is a funny thing. You see, I'm always suspicious when people always preach from the Old Testament. Because that's not the new covenant. You know, the new covenant began at Pentecost. Hear me. Until God the Father received the blood of his Son when he ascended into heaven, there was no church. The church was born on the day of Pentecost because he did not become our high priest. He did not become our redeemer until he ascended into heaven. And the blood was accepted. It says in Hebrews. And he dealt with sin once and for all. Uh, Until that point, there was no church and Jesus Christ on earth only preached old covenant he talked of the new covenant but he could not minister new covenant it was old covenant now as long as you understand that that new covenant started with Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit was poured out. Because you've got to be baptized by one spirit into one body, and Jesus told them to tarry at Jerusalem till they be endued with power from on high to be witnesses. And you can't be a living witness to the life of God until you're filled with the Holy Spirit, and and you're baptized by one spirit into one body. You can't be a member of the body of Christ without being baptized in the spirit. Okay? Hello? Hello? Is that all right? So everything Jesus taught was old covenant. He taught to the new. That's why he said, Greater works than these shall you do. Now it doesn't mean you're going to go around and raise more people from the dead. That's absurd. And you certainly aren't going to go to Calvary and atone for anyone's sin. That's absurd. He took the sin. He's the sin bearer. He's the deliverer. He's the redeemer. He's everything. He shed his blood. He doesn't want you to shed your blood. That won't redeem anyone from sin. Your suffering is not going to help anyone. Your fasting isn't going to deliver anyone. He did it all. There's no other name under heaven whereby a man can be saved. Jesus is the only redeemer. Amen? Amen. We're all one in that, aren't we? Are we all one? Are you sure? In other words, all your efforts and all your super spirituality and all your super duper praying is a load of old garbage. Jesus Christ did it all. Hello? Hello? You mean, my getting up at four o'clock in the morning to pray for four hours isn't doing anything? No, it's not. You mean, my fasting for 28 days isn't helping? Yeah, it's saving your food bill. (laughs) It doesn't add to what Jesus did. Jesus sent me to people. I I, I can't bear the idea of being hidden away. You know, go, uh, you know, where have you been? I've been seeking God. Is he lost? I know where he is. He lives in me. I mean, I've got to get the anointing. Jesus was amongst the multitude. Uh, he loved them. You know, he just sat down. There were times he drew aside to rest. But basically, he was a people person. He wasn't unapproachable. When, when I finish a meeting, I sit on the platform. Anyone can come and talk to me. I I just want to be amongst people. I don't have someone ushering me in and ushering me out. It's one of the things I didn't like about Africa. You know, you go over to Africa and you're you're invited to preach and someone nicks your Bible and runs off with it so you can't carry it yourself. Give it back, you know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, and I never want to usher you into a car so you can't touch anyone. That's magic. I'm a Christian. Christ touched the people. Uh, we're involved with people, and a word of God it, we preach. There's only one seat. There's only one gospel message. And the type of ground is the heart, the mind, the soul of man, and that determines what's produced by what you preach. It's the soil it falls in, and. and you find when Jesus talked about it, he said, the seed's the word of God. It's this book. It's precious. And and when we preach this, we're going to get a crop. We're going to get a harvest. Hey, I I can spend time preaching the word of God because I know that it doesn't matter what anyone looks like, doesn't matter what they think, I know there's going to be miracles. Why? Because... The gospel is the power of God yeah. under salvation. And it's not magic, it's not prayer, it's not people said to to my friend TL Osborne, he said, Oh, before you hold a big mission, do you fast and pray? He said, No, I need my energy, I eat a good meal. It's nonsense. Do you know there's a, there's a, a witchcraft centre in London? Uh, And they fast 21 days at the beginning of the year so they can have a good year. (laughs) Glory to God, I eat well so I can have a good year. (laughs) You know, that's superstition. You know, do I have to earn the blessing of God? No, it's a free gift. By grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself, it is a gift. I gave an illustration, my grandson, November comes, Christmas is looming, my grandson, five years old, no, five, six, six, comes down, sits at breakfast and I notice he's got a book with him, it's a catalogue. opens the catalogue and he pushes across the table he said Grandpa this is serious stuff it's breakfast he says Grandpa he said um, I like that for Christmas he points to something he said can you afford it <laughs> <laughs> I look It's the toy. he wants I, I said yeah I can afford it he said that's what I like for Christmas. He said, I put a sticker on the page so you won't lose the place. (laughs) He's six. He said, Grandpa, he says, if you can afford that, he said, "Um, could you afford everything else that's on the page as well? (laughs) well if you don't ask you're not going to get and he said Grandpa he said "Um, you can keep the (laughs) catalogue he said I marked it and there's a sticker on the page so you can find it it's my grandson hey on Christmas morning He looked for the box where he knew what was in the catalogue would be. It was the first thing he went for. He opened it and he got everything that was on the page. Why? I'll tell you what he didn't do. He didn't come up to me and say, Grandpa, what do I have to do to receive it? He just opened it with joy. He came, he threw his arms round me and said, Thank you, Grandpa. Hey. Do you know my God? It's just like that. He don't want you to do anything. That's why I went to Calvary's tree. That's why he rose again. He's not wanting you to beat yourself, to suffer, to hey, grow up, it's a gift. Salvation's a gift. Everything's a gift. It's freely you've received, freely given. God's not wanting you to torture yourself. God's not wanting you to spend hour after hour. Oh, God! Oh, God! He's your Father. He loves you. He's not wanting you to plead. Do you know, my Bible says, before you ask, he's already sent the answer. What kind of God have you got? Not the one I know. You've got the wrong Jesus, the wrong God. One you must torture yourself to get what you want. One who doesn't care for a sin-sick humanity, who have no hope. But my God loves them. And I'll tell you what, I don't have to do anything. I don't torture myself. I don't beat myself. I don't spend hours going, oh God. I go and I know the gospel is the power of God under salvation to everyone who believes. I know he'll do miracles. I know he's a miracle working God. I know he's faithful. And oh, I love him and I know it's free what a gospel we have it's good news people have tried to get me to be religious but I just don't make it (laughs) just you know I mean you try have you tried praying all night huh oh lord oh lord yeah (laughs) it's such silliness you see they don't understand love my God loves me he's in love with me and because he loves me I love him first love is God's love for me People, when they leave first love, it's not there. you know, people get condemned. Preachers condemn people saying, you've left your first love. Well, first love, we love God because he first loved us. First love is God's love for me. And most people don't understand how much God loves them. If they did, they'd stop their religion. <laughs> he loves me. Do you know, my little grandson, he he understands grandpa loves him. He knows he's just going to come and smile at me and he can have anything. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and that's human love. How much more does your heavenly father care for you? Do you know... The sparrows, every sparrow we know, don't you think he cares for you? Why have you got this terrible concept of a God who's so mean? You know, he's gonna. If you don't have your quiet time, the devil's gonna get you. (laughs) That's how people think, brother, don't they? It's terrible superstition God so loved the world that he gifted his only begotten son it's a gift miracles a gift healing's a gift and we're sent to preach this I wonder how often you preach this and I wonder how often you preach tithing Where does the seed fall? I tell you. Matthew thirteen ninety. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which is sown in the heart. Do you know how the wicked one takes it away? Because there's no understanding. All I've been spending my time this morning doing is trying to get you to understand the nature of God. <laughs> Theology is god study see oh god not devil study not society study not problem study god study and and when you don't understand the nature of god the devil whips away any seed that comes it's gone why because it falls on a stony heart you've allowed things to creep in and then in Mark it says, But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. The word was sown there, but the devil has an easy entry because they don't understand. And that's why, you know, I, I I sat down with with a man who was talking kingdom doctrine. And I spent two hours sitting with him, and I asked him what exactly he meant, king this kingdom doctrine. After two hours. I could not understand what he was getting at. (laughs) It didn't benefit me at all. It was a load of old hogwash. But there you are. Um, Luke 8, verse 12. They that hear, then cometh the devil, and taketh the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. The devil doesn't want you to believe it's that simple. The devil wants you to believe you've got to fast, you've got to pray, you've got to seek God's faith, you've got to beat... Hey, 2,000 years ago, my Jesus went to Calvary. The cross. He bled. He died for me, for you. He did it all. He said it's finished. Why are you adding to it? Why are you telling people they've got to do? Th- no, it's free. It's a gift. He did it all. How dare you put things on them. You won't, as Jesus said to the Pharisees, you wouldn't touch it with your little finger and you impose it on people. You've got to do this, you've got to do that. (laughs) Let's go. On rocky ground. They heareth the word, and anon with joy receiveth, yet they have no root in himself. But dureth for a while, but when tribulation and persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he's offended. How many preachers hear it, and then they go, and someone says, Oh, no, I don't accept that. You know, no, that can't be. And they dump religion at you, and they get offended and say, Well, you know, people get offended. Do you know, they, they, they say to me, why do you got this no miracles no jesus i tell people if you don't have miracles in your ministry you haven't got jesus wherever jesus is there's always miracles they get so mad at me (laughs) well we accept everything but this miracle thing stop the miracle thing but that's what he does If you go to a church where you don't see blind eyes open, deaf ears, unstopped, cripples walking, you haven't found a church yet. And if you're a minister and it doesn't happen, you're not preaching the gospel. You're preaching religion, you're preaching philosophy, but you're certainly not preaching Christ. And if you don't like it, tough. That's the truth. I mean, what's the point in going as someone who's dying of cancer and saying, "Well, God loves you; His grace will be sufficient for you." Goodbye. <laughs> it's means healing. Hmm? Hallelujah! I, you know, I've been to places where I was over in Holland. There was a man who'd lost his mind; he lost all his bo- control of his bodily functions. He got AIDS. It had gone through his body, got pneumonia and the wife came and said would you pray for my husband well he was in uh, intensive care, he got tubes going in places where tubes shouldn't go Uh, and you know they were feeding him artificially what I do I went there and they said he'll be dead in a day or two all his immune system got everything, I went there unzipped the thing and I, I told him about Jesus he didn't speak English but I did and my view is if you want to get to heaven you better learn it <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean well, can I, try? I talked to him he couldn't understand because his mind had gone but I tell you his spirit can understand I spoke I told him and then I wanted to pray for him and as I put my hand on his head he began to struggle so i bang you know I'm big banged his head in the pillow held on and hoped he didn't scratch me because I didn't want any of his you know and I I was quick a quick prayer because I was going to get out of there I I curse that foul filthy disease I hate you you foul filthy disease now get out and I zipped up the oxygen tent and I whipped down to the gents and washed my hands I tell you, I kept them under the hot dryer just to burn anything that was there. That's <laughs> true. You know? Now, I know some of you are much more holy than me. You wouldn't have washed your hands, you dirty things. But I did. And I went out. That afternoon, he sat up and he asked for food and his mind returned, all his bodily function returned. Within one week, he was out of hospital perfectly well. Hey, it wasn't even HIV positive. Jesus heals. He restores. You know, did I fast and pray to go and pray? No. Jesus lives in me. It's his anointing. It's his power. He's the healer. Not me. Mark um, 4, 16. Immediately, they receive it with guidance, have no root in themselves. You know, when affliction and persecution arises, they're offended. And in Luke, it's receive the word with joy, have no root. For a while, they believe. And in time of temptation, they fall away. Do you know what, what happens with people? They hear truth. You've heard truth this morning. I'll I tell you what will happen. You'll sit down with someone at lunch. Oh, I don't agree with that. You know, fasting's is important. Um, you know, we've got to have our prayer times. And, uh, and then, you know, people get offended. Well, I've always prayed. I've always had my quiet time. I've always read my Oswald Chambers. <laughs> I've always done this. You know, it's your liturgy. Jesus said no it's free but it'll offend people well I don't see miracles well you don't see miracles because you don't believe and you don't preach the gospel it's not to do with lack of prayer it's to do with lack of relationship get born again get filled with the right spirit ah Then there's the next one, among thorns. Here is the word, the cares of this world, deceitful of riches, choke the word. It's Matthew. In Mark, the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things enter in, choke the word. And in Luke it's, Choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life. Do you know, some pastors, they live for their car. I I, I went to a pastor and he told me, I've been in the ministry 14 years. I deserve some reward for my ministry. And he'd gone and he'd got into a house where he was paying a rent of a thousand pounds a week so he could live like a film star. And he told me he deserved it. I thought... Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. Hey, I love Jesus. I love people. I do it because I love them. I'm not looking for a reward. The good ground, and this is the important thing, the good ground is he that receiveth seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and... And understands it he'll produce 30 60 hundredfold now look what mark says he says and these are they which are sown on good ground such as hear the word and And do you know why people don't receive the word? Because of their prejudice and their past teaching and the strongholds of Satan in their mind, they reject it. Their religion tells them no. That's why the the Pharisees and the Sadducees rejected Jesus. He didn't fit in with their preaching, with their niceties of washing the hands, with their niceties of, of not healing on the Sabbath. with their You know, all the religious things. And evangelicals have got all their little religious things and if you don't fit into their little mold, you're rejected. And Luke, it says this, but that which is on the good ground are they which, in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it. And you find, you see, if you take the three together, understand, receive, and keep, those are a threefold thing that needs to happen. It's no good going to church and hearing something you don't understand, it won't benefit you at all. You'll produce nothing. You've got to understand it. And the second thing is you've got to receive it. You've got to be open hearted enough when the truth comes and it contradicts the lies you've been believing you've got to receive the truth and you've got to reject the lie. And the third thing is you've got to keep it. You've got to walk in it. You've got to live in it and it's got to be life to you. And if it's not life to you it doesn't work. And if you don't do those things you don't produce fruit 30 60 100 fold and most of you the reason you fail is you've never done those things (laughs) you never understood hey it's life and life more abundant Jesus came to give me God the Father is a loving heavenly Father. His Son Jesus Christ came to earth to redeem me, body, soul and spirit. He paid the price. He did it all. It's all complete in him. It's finished. I cannot add to it. I cannot do more for it. I do not need to do anything for it. Wonderful by grace that's totally undeserved favour are you saved through faith how does faith cometh by hearing but how do you get hearing if no one tells you this is the way it is by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is a gift a gift of God <laughs> a gift <to> God <laughs> You can't imagine my grandson saying the next morning, Boxing Day morning, comes down to breakfast, says, Dad, um, to keep the gift you bought me for Christmas, uh, what do I have to do? (laughs) He didn't think that. How can I repay you? He didn't think that. It was a gift. Hey, I love him. I want to tell you, my Heavenly Father, He loves you. He's sick of your efforts. <laughs> he just wants to give you. You know, He doesn't want your life. He doesn't want your heart. He doesn't want your stinking, sinful nature. He wants to give you His life. People come out, I'm come to give my life to God. Thank you very much. He doesn't want it he wants to give you his life the life of his son hey it's free now maybe that's not the way you think well get delivered get born again come into life he loves me oh he loves me Uh, he's not angry with you it's not a blame culture "Ah, everyone's told me a lie well forget it you can't change yesterday it's gone but you can live different today and you can have a glorious future my bible says forget the things that are behind you know just forget them so you made a mistake big deal God didn't topple off his throne uh, oh God, how could I be so stupid? Well, you're qualified. <laughs> how could I have gone so wrong? Look, there's people out there with cunning craftiness. They use the word of God deceitfully, the Bible says. Okay, so you made a mistake. So you followed the wrong person. So you listened to the wrong things. Forget it. You don't have to carry on in that. From this day on, you can be different. What can I do to change the past? Nothing. Oh Lord, I told so many people wrong things. Well, join the club. Did you think you were perfect? Life's not like that, is it? I dread to think. What I used to preach when I was a man of 22, 23. And God filled me with the Holy Ghost. I saw miracle after miracle. I couldn't understand why some people just wouldn't be healed. How disgusting. And I'd tell them, I was a young man, I'd tell them. You know, it's not right for Christians to be sick. Well, it was fine. When you're a young man and you're fit. And you look and you see. How come you just step out of it? (coughs) Now I didn't understand. I had to grow up. When you get to 62. You know. Things begin to drop off. (laughs) They don't work so well. You know. And then you begin to think, hey, well, age has its, its, you know, has its advantages. You're not as stupid as you were. You know, in America, they've got a car sticker that says, employ a teenager while he knows everything. <laughs> 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 you know, when you're young, you know it all. The older I get, the more I know I don't know. You know, it's it's not a matter of of qualifying. It's a matter of honesty, honest and true heart. Have you understood what I've said? You know, I'm not here to condemn you. God doesn't want to condemn you. God wants you to be fruitful in your life. All I've done is. The strongholds of Satan are in the mind, in your reasonings and your imaginations. I've got into your reasoning and your imagination. I've blown away a few cobwebs. And what's left is not nice. (laughs) (laughs) And suddenly it's challenged the way you are and the way you think. That's what Jesus did with the Pharisees all the time. The religious people. if you understand it will you receive it? that's the real issue you see a lot of people just won't receive something new because they say the old is better they've lived the wrong way and they go back the Pharisees kept going back to the old Jesus said no man when he tastes new wine he says the old's better but the old hasn't produced anything so, you'll lose nothing by trying some new. And hey, I can show you what it's produced all over the world. I can show you here. I can show you, I can prove it. What have you done? That's the issue. <laughs> it's a choice of whether you receive it. And then it's a choice of whether you're going to keep it or will you revert back to your old ways. And, and, and that's what the Word of God's about. I don't know that I can make it any simpler. I, I tell you what my heart is I'm not trying to plant churches everywhere. I'm not wanting to to build a big organisation. What I want to do is help you to succeed wherever you are and to be what God wants you to be and fulfil his destiny in your life. That's my heart's desire. You know, get out of religion and get into Christ. I'm alive. He lives in me. Wonderful. And it's easy. secret is, I ceased from my own works, as God did for me. I entered into rest. And as a savior, his name is Jesus. And he's the one who does it all.